You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast following a 4-1 victory on home ice back from the All-Star game and it's going to be a busy stretch. So why not start it out with some great vibes? I'm Ross Levitan flipping over alongside Brandon Piller with me as always. Pillsy, your initial reaction after that win? I mean, we needed this win to start things off, to start off strong from the All-Star break and Sure, maybe the Sens didn't dominate possession-wise or throughout the game, but it's timely goals that'll get it done, Ross. And we always talk about momentum goals. How about scoring so quickly, one after another, that Sportsnet can't even follow it that fast? That's what you love to see. Man, it's making the hair on top of my head stand up. I'm looking absolutely wild right now. We appreciate everyone in the postcast chat room. Lots of go Sens go as there should be. And Pilsy, did I guarantee a goal from someone tonight? I mean, I, I'm going to let you uh, take this over because... Oh, uh, he's a hockey god. He's got the crystals. He's ready to go. That was an unbelievable shot. We said he's a shooter. Shooters yep. shoot. And he absolutely did that. Two goals in nine seconds. Safe to say we can point there as the TSN turning point tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the Senators didn't have a shot on goal the entire second period. It was 11 minutes in and then they score on their first two shots. So... Definitely a nice boost for the Sens there. Nick Holden, you love to see him get on the score sheet. And then, yeah, like you said, Adam Goddat, shoot or shoot. Yeah, like, you guys always know I love talking about a guy that can just bring the puck up the ice on the wing and rip one past the goalie. Well, yeah. Josh Norris isn't here, so Adam Goddat will have to do, and he gets it done right there. You and I are able to rip it whether we're on our normal locked-on Senders graphic or... The postcast graphic. All right, here we are. We're so fired up after this one. We got right to it, and we're glad you're joining us because we got to talk about Matt Murray. First star in this one, and we're pulling up his stats here. Not even close. Like, is this the same guy? Seriously, it, Pilsy. It's insane to look at this and be like, this is the same season. Like, the first seven games were atrocious, and that earned him a one-way ticket to Belleville. Well, I guess a two-way because he came back around trip. And then he comes back, has an absolute stinker of a game up against the Leafs. We don't talk about it. And then he's just absolute dynamite ever since. 5-0-2, 1.9 goals against at a 9.42 save percentage. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Ooh. But you couldn't convince someone who's been sleeping since January 1st. Let's say they... Gave up the Sens as their New Year's resolution. I don't know who would, but if someone did and you told them that Matt Murray had the stat line you just rattled off, I don't think they'd believe you. And I wouldn't blame them. I mean, it's two polar opposite worlds and we're getting to see what Matt Murray can do when he's healthy and when he's confident. And I know, Ross, maybe you would have liked to see Matt Murray go up against uh, the tougher team, but... You know what? Once in a while, I think it's good for the coach to be like, all right, Murray, this is a, this is an easier team. Let's just shut the door here. And he actually ended up having a tough night, if you ask me. Like, he had to make a lot of really good saves. And the Devils, they had their chances, but Murray stood tall. Yes, he certainly did. Which was your favorite of his saves tonight? I mean, he had a bunch of them. There was a, a big chance where, uh, oh boy, I'm going to try to say it. Sang Sangaranovich? Sangaranovich? <laughs> You know what? We won't have to worry about that name for the rest of the year. Yeah, honestly. Sharon so, Govich. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So they were on a two-on-one, and he gets it over quick, and it's a bang-bang uh, one-time play, cross-ice pass, and Murray was right there. And there was a bunch of times where Murray had to make a quick save, and usually he struggles with rebound control. I didn't see so much of that tonight. Like He was pretty good at uh, keeping the rebounds under control. 
Yeah, well, Razor Ray Emery still thinking that his rebounds were wild tonight, but I, I'm I'm with you. I thought he looked a lot better. I'm not going to harp too yeah. bad on his rebounds when he's playing the way he is right now. Matthew in the chat mentioning elite defenseman Josh <laughs> Brown. Uh, he had one of his better games tonight. Yeah. Don't let the nerds see the Sens win tonight, though. We're already getting it online. The deserve to win a meter brought to you by Money Puck. The Devils win 72% of the time in that game. But guess what? Tonight ain't 72%. Yeah, we'll take uh, we'll take the twenty eight percent math guy uh, on that one. So, and that's where it all comes down to having a goal you can trust, right? Sure, the Devils they had more possession, they had better chances, even if you ask me. But Matt Murray, he's playing like the way he's twenty twenty two Matt Murray, and he's able to just say, "All right, guys, we're up, we got a lead. Don't worry about it. I'll hold I'll hold down the fort here." New year, new Murray is the slogan. New year, new Murray. In goal. Now I'm scrolling up. We've got some uh we've got some great comments as always, but here we go from Alex. Who's getting the helmet tonight? That's a great question. Easy choice if you ask me. It's gotta be Connor Brown. And not only because this guy needs an extra helmet to protect his jaw, safety first, um, but he comes back and gets a two-point night. And Ross, for, for my opinion, I thought that line was the most effective all night. Nick Paul, Connor Brown, and Alex Formanton. I mean, get points all around for the boys. So I definitely think Connor Brown deserves a bike helmet here. Who else should we put? We're putting out a poll, and we just learned how to do this here in the chat. So that's great stuff. We're going to go Connor Brown. We're going to go Matt Murray. And Nick Paul, or maybe I put Nick little, Paul in there. How about a little love for Mark Kastelik, who still again tonight didn't play a whole lot, but when he does, man, he just makes an impact. It seems every game. Yeah, Ross, and he was the team's best uh, faceoff guy, eight for ten for eighty percent. And isn't that? almost the exact same stat he had last game. I feel like I, I made a point to shout out Castlet's uh, face-offs in his last game, and they were superb, and he's the best on the team again tonight. So, you know what? Maybe I've probably thought that Kastelik is it's a little too early for him to be in the NHL, but he's showing DJ Smith that he can do exactly what's needed in a fourth-line role, and to be winning draws like that is something that this team desperately needs. So he, he's got to stay, in my opinion. Yeah, but it's also being pointed out to us that Matt Murray has the helmet right now. Okay. So he's he's not giving himself the old pat on the back, although I mean if you're if you're needing some confidence juice, why not? But I think they're gonna go with the kid. First NHL point. Why not yeah, give it a to Mark Gasler? Yeah. He I tweeted out too, like the the similarities between him and Zach Smith. I just see more and more every single game. They even kind of look alike. <laughs> yeah, I guess a little, although Kaslik's got to have a couple inches on him, no? Yeah, I would say so, but not a lot. Smitty was a big, tough customer, too. Yeah, no, Smitty was a big guy, that's for sure. So, Mark Kaslik, just like uh, Zach Smith, he's great in the face-off circle. 80% in back-to-back -back games, well over 50% for his season slash career we don't have the exact numbers yet people are asking in the chat they update those once the numbers go in from this game the postcast is too current to have those numbers yet we'll get those in locked on senators tomorrow on the show if you're driving to work waiting for losp to drop around noon tomorrow here's your scoring summary in tonight's game nico he opened the scoring on a power play nine seconds into the power play and save that number nine for later on but nico he great tip from Jesper Bratt and Damon Severson. 
That put them ahead, one nothing. But Nick Paul answered less than five minutes later. The assists go to Connor Brown and Alex Formanton. In the second, Nick Holden, oh, stay hot, Holdy. Safety first, goals in back-to-back games for the big defenseman. Assists go to Zach Sanford, and then they later on added another one for Mark Kasselik, although... Some thought maybe he got a stick on it for his first NHL goal. It doesn't be the case. At least he gets an assist. And nine seconds later, it's Adam Goddett on the rush. Tierney to Shabbat to Goddett. He shoots. He scores. And then Connor Brown puts it away 4-1 midway through the third period. Assists go to Nick Paul and Artem Zub. So lots of great performances from tonight's game. What are you looking at to build off of heading into a second half of back-to-back? Well, I'll stick with the goaltending because, look, Murray just showed he's able to shut things down. And if you get a lead, he can hold on to it. Let's see if Forsberg can give the Sens the same opportunity here. We know Forsberg has played well up against the Hurricanes in the past. It's a back-to-back game, so the boys' legs are not going to be as fresh as they were tonight. And you're going up against a much tougher team. So can Forsberg at least keep this team in the game? Because they're going to have a hard time keeping up with the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes, but the good news is, at least this time, because when they went to Carolina, it was second half back-to-back as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it was. The season. Well, yeah. at least both teams are playing the second True. half of back-to-back, and this time Carolina will have to travel. They're currently, they were tied last I checked with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and now they'll have to travel. It's a short one, but they'll get into Ottawa late tonight and have to play on their second end. They're going to OT too, so they'll be extra tired. Well, there you go. Play it out. Make sure it's physical. There's actually a great fight in that game, too, between Brendan Smith and Wayne Simmons. But that's neither here nor there. The story of tonight's game is 32 saves from Matt Murray. He gets his fifth win since January 2nd, and he's only played seven games, gets an overtime loss in the other two. Guys, this is also impressive. Somebody pointing out, too, Thomas Shabbat, plus three tonight. Well, he only played 23 minutes and 57 seconds. That's what happens when you can control the game Earlier on, you can save his legs a little bit later. Now Nikita Zaitsev. He's back, and it didn't take him long to have a negative impact on the game. Yeah, it's too bad. That's one of those boarding plays where the player kind of switches up his angle on you, and you're already kind of going through with your check. It needs to be called. I'm not saying it's a bad penalty or anything like that. That's the only penalty of the entire game, Ross, which is very rare. And you know what? It's, it's not a great call, but again, that's probably reflexes kicking in there. A guy that hasn't played in quite some time. And I'll, I'll give uh, Zaitsev a little pat here because he makes up for it on a nice uh, diving play to break up a two-on-one. But he swings his stick around as he's falling, <laughs> and that breaks up the pass going across ice. And yep. that ended up being a really big play. So I'll, I'll give him an even uh, clean slate on this one. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. But the the big keys on this one defensively, of course, Matt Murray standing tall. But all the defensemen are within six minutes of each other mm-hmm. in ice time. And that just keeps the ball rolling. And I think we're going to see that play, pay its dividends in tomorrow's game yep. when the bet legs are a little bit tired on the second half. But even up and down the forward lineup, this had to be a concerted effort by DJ Smith. In the first game back from the All-Star game, knowing it's going to be a busy stretch, nobody played single digits tonight. And usually the Sens have two or three guys that do on any given night. The least amount of ice time, I'll let you guess. Who played the least amount of ice time in today's game for the Ottawa Senators? Got to be Chris Tierney. No, it's a surprising answer. I'll give you one more guess. Sanford. No, Sanford was right in the middle of the pack. Adam Gaudet, the goal scorer. Oh, 
Still played the fewest amount of minutes. I mean, when you're up, you don't need a guy who's a defensive liability out there right. on the ice. So th- that's fair. You know what else also plays into the whole even ice time? There were nine seconds of special teams in this game. Yeah, nine, nine seconds. seconds. That's it. Wow. You, how rare is that? I'm looking at PP time on ice, shorthanded time on ice. Just just nine seconds for four guys. That's it. Everything else. Very rare. Yeah. yeah. And and that's the thing. You got to. Sure, there was that one penalty. But overall, the Sens played a disciplined game. They didn't yep. let things get away from them. They didn't let the Devils get under their skin or anything like that. So, I mean, kind of a, a boring, whatever, midseason game. But the Sens get it done. Yeah, they get it done. A win's a win's a win, especially there's going to be some tough ones. And I'm not saying this was an easy game. Again, 32 no. saves for Matt Murray. The Sens only had 12 shots through two periods. Yeah, But what they did do was bury when they had to. They're playing against an inexperienced goalie who's in his third NHL game, and you take advantage. You have to. Good teams win home games against bad teams all the time. And Joe Bell pointing out it was a sleepy game. I feel like the Devils and Senators bring the worst out of each other all the time. They play yeah. some boring games. I'd agree, especially when both of them are lower in the standings. Uh, yeah. Not the greatest. And when two of the Devils' top players are out, two of the Sens' top players are out. So yeah. and, that'll yeah. happen. Yeah, and the Devils without both their uh, typical goalies in this one. All right, let's see what Sugar Ray Emery has to say about this here. We'll get to his point. We'll get some central standouts, and then we'll kick it off to tomorrow's Locked On Sanders, give you a little preview of what's to come. Sugar Ray Emery saying, they should be rotating Branny, JBD, and Thompson with Shabbat since we switched to development. Zaitsev does not work at all. Your thoughts on that? I mean, that's pretty fair. And and from the fans' perspective, that's definitely the way you want to see things go, especially with what we talked about on today's show. Like, what are the Sens going to do with Zaitsev's looming bonus in the summer? So if he's not going to be a part of your plans, don't force him in there and use this time. It's kind of at a point in the season where you're not really expecting to make playoffs, but also you're not trying to tank for the bottom either. So use this. The most important thing is to develop the kids like they promised they were going to do. So I think that's a good idea. I think really it needs to be Branny's time to shine. And if there's injuries or what have you, bring up JBD or Thompson. But I think like Branstrom just plays so well when he's up there with Shabbat. So why not give him that opportunity? And like, like I mentioned, Zaitsev on the bottom pair, is very effective in that role. So why not just have him down there? Even if it's a, I, I don't know, Mete Zaitsev we saw did not work no, earlier this season. Go. No, but, uh, and especially with Josh Brown playing his way into the lineup and keeping his job here. So I don't know what you do with Zaitsev, but I, I'm here for Brandy and Shabbat for sure. Steve on sends pointing out that the Senators are only 19 points out of a playoff spot. Only. <laughs> with 41 games to go. Only, buddy. Only. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, let's get some said Central standouts. I have a feeling I know your first one, but why is he your number one standout? Well, yeah, my first one's going to be Matt Murray. And uh, it's been, a, it's been a, a little bit of time here, a break since he's played. So he's had to reset. And I think that's probably a good thing for Matt Murray, too. I think he needs these breaks and resets. And now he's continuing his hot streak. Like, if he can keep going like this... I think we're going to see a lot of fans uh, do the, you know, the Homer Simpson meme where he's outside of the bush and it's yes. and it sends fans being like, gotta buy out Murray. Murray's terrible, blah, blah, blah. Then these stats come up and uh, hiding into the bush here with uh, <laughs> with the Murray hating uh, comments, that's for sure. So I, I've been cheering for Matt Murray all along and I, I knew he had this in him. It was just when is it going to happen and how consistent can he be? And he's doing it. So Matt Murray keeping this uh, team in the game 
even though they're getting outshot, all they needed was a lead and he shut the door. I love to see that as a goalie-friendly show. Yes, certainly. I appreciate that as well. Sorry, you went with Matt Murray, right? <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing like a million things here no, trying it's, to produce this it's, too. It's okay. Yes, I did spend the last minute and a half talking about Murray. Perfect. That's good to know because it, it, it's worse. It was either that or I said my guy with so much confidence and then had a chance of you being like, uh, we just talked about him. I would like going... to see you take that risk. Next time, I'm not giving you the easy option. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> I got to go with my boy Connor Brown here with nice. the face shield looking good. Um, and not only that, he just needed to be reunited with his boy, Nick Paul. They played 14 minutes and 28 seconds together. And if I go over here, that means he played barely five minutes without Nick Paul. And those two together, they're just, they bring out the best of each other on their, their four checking game. And I think Formanton fits in. They're still under 50% here. If you're looking at the advanced stats for shot percentage, when they're on the ice, they're actually better apart than together tonight, but they just bring out something in each other that gets me fired up to watch. So I got Connor Brown and a goal and assist. Of course, if we're just going with counting stats, that's got to mean something as well. And, He's continuing to roll because he was on a heater before having to leave with the broken jaw. Even Goals after, in back-to-back games. Even after he broke his jaw, yeah. he, he was he was heating up. Yeah, Imagine. his last five games before going out, he had the three assists in the Florida game. And uh, so, yeah, if, if you're going all the way back, actually, this guy was kind of goal on, off, on, off. Uh, hockey reference not working for me there. But now he's got two goals and six assists in his last – five games so that's all right too man if he can continue to bring some offense to the table then you're looking at a guy who can really add to a secondary unit how do you think tim stutzla played tonight i mean i was hoping for a big night in the face-off dot from timmy we didn't see that uh just quickly checking i got it here one for six for 17 percent still needs work but it's gonna take time that's fine I, i i thought he had some really good chances though he's Finally, he's doing Josh Norris's shoot first center role. Like he's been shooting the puck a lot more when he's been on that top line with Brady Kachuk and whoever on the right wing. And I've liked that because Tim Stutzla has one hell of a shot if you yeah, just yeah. use it more. It's kind of like Jason Spezza, right? When he played, like Spezza would go out of his way to lose a shooting lane and force a pass. When it's like, man, you have an amazing shot when you decide to use it. Use it. Yep. No question. You know who else has an amazing shot? Adam Gaudet. Adam Gaudet, who played the least on this team tonight. But I'm excited to see him tomorrow. I think we're going to see a better effort tomorrow. Usually second half of back-to-back, the legs are a little bit struggling. No, there's no excuse coming off a five-day break. They have to come out strong. And I'm curious if we're going to see more Eric Brandstrom with Thomas Shabbat tomorrow than we saw tonight. Pulling up the stats, if you had to guess, and I know you love guessing, how much time do you think Branstrom and Shabbat played together tonight? It seemed like they were out there quite a bit, but it no. also seemed like Shabbat was uh, double shifting with Zaitsev out there too. Um, I, I got to say, since you said no, uh, 11 minutes. Not even close. What? Three wow. minutes and 25 seconds. Damn, I thought it'd be a little... I mean, I guess Shabbat only played 23 minutes, so I kind of had in my head uh, of, of his 28 usual minutes how many minutes were with Branny. With Brandstrom, they played three and a half minutes. While they were on the ice, the Senators had six shots and the opponent had two. When he was on the ice with Nikita Zaitsev for 17 minutes and 20 seconds, the opponent had 33 shot attempts and, and they the team, the Senators, had 10. 
I mean, it's not like the sample size is great for Brandstrom and Shabbat, but we've seen sample size for them before. Definitely. They each were on the ice for one goal for and none against. So lots to get into on tomorrow's Lockdown Senators. I think a great topic is how to handle Shabbat's pair throughout the rest of the season. And we're also going to talk, is it Matt Murray tomorrow or is it Anton <laughs> Forsberg? I know you're laughing because I know your answer, but we have to get in to that and a whole lot more tomorrow. Any questions in the comments, bring them on right now. Otherwise, we'll save some for tomorrow's Locked On Senators. While you're here, hit the like button for the boys. Mitchell knows exactly where we're Love going it. with that. The thumbs up, it's easy, it's free. All you have to do is click the button and bang, goes a long way for us. Um, we'll, we will finish off discussing Drake Batherson because we did a little bit today, but he was on the broadcast with Sportsnet. That's that's going to be amazing. If he can play 15 games, that's what he's targeting. That would be such a big boost at the end of the season for the playoff push, right? Yeah, exactly. Only 19 points out. Uh, and uh, look, I, I know maybe last year the momentum at the end of the season kind of fell flat at the start of this season. But I do think there's something to be said. And we heard Pierre Dorian say he wants to have continuity from the end of the season to training camp. So if 12 guys don't get injured in training camp like they did this year then hopefully we get to see that. And if Batherson can come back, stay hot with the boys for the end of the season and carry that momentum into next season properly this time, then that's amazing. And, I mean, just selfishly, I'd love to see Batherson play. So let's get him out there if he, if he can healthily and and safely. The Mer burglar Happy Gilmore the in the chat. <laughs> I love Happy Gilmore. What an amazing movie that is. Uh, right. Aaron asking who leaves at the deadline. That's a great question to end us off on today. Or... Do we save that and use it as a segment in tomorrow's show? A little bit of a tease for tomorrow's show, guys. All right. I will say this. I'm going three times tripling down because I doubled down today. Brady (laughs) Kachuk scores tomorrow. His goal streak is at 15 games. What was your thoughts on Brady Kachuk's game tonight, the captain? I mean, I thought he had a decent game. It's it's tough uh, when he's playing with such fast players. Not that Norris and Batson are fast, but sometimes you can tell he's lagging behind the game uh, when guys like Timmy and Godet are out there. But I thought overall he had a decent game. What are his stats line here? I'm just going to check quickly. I mean, quiet night for Brady, but only six to 17 minutes, one shot, two hits. So yeah. definitely you'd like to see a little bit more rambunctiousness out of Brady. Hopefully he comes flying out of the gates and uh, gets going first period. couple other box score notes. Nine hits for Austin Watts and a game high from him. Mark Castles right behind him. Six hits for Mark Castles. Yes. He has an assist. He's plus two, 80% in the faceoff circle. So if we were doing a, a three stars type thing, I go Murray, Connor Brown, Mark Kaslick for me tonight with Thomas Shabbat as an honorable mention as well. Yeah, I, I would do the same, except um, got to get Nick Paul as an honorable mention in there too. Yeah, great, great stuff. Lots to build on tomorrow's effort. We'll tweet out at Send Central when we find out who gets the bike helmet today. So you can follow us along there on Twitter at Send Central. Drop a ghost ends go in the chat. I've heard a rumor it will bring good luck to the fellas for tomorrow's game against the Carolina Hurricanes. No rest for the tired tonight. And we will give Brady an extra pass because he had a big weekend in Vegas. Had to enjoy himself. Welcome back to Senators Hockey. 40 games in the next, wait, 41 games in the next 81 days. That is going to be 
Crazy. What a ride. We're going to be with you every step of the way on the Locked On Senators podcast. Thank you to everyone in the chat. You got to see me looking like Johnny Bravo. Pillsy's looking sharp here in the postcast after a 4-1 win that saw four different goal scorers, mm-hmm. the goalie playing great, and the team coming back after being scored on first. So all that to say, it's a great night to be a Sens fan. Get some rest. We'll do it all again tomorrow. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the postcast following a 4-1 win over the New Jersey Devils.